Guys, I am super excited to tell you about our special guest that's going to be joining us in a few seconds today. Her name is Lindsay, and Lindsay is a fellow licensed cosmetologist. Lindsay has been in the industry ongoing for 15 years and has been laser focused on her career for all of these years, guys. She has been a top colorist in the Chicago North Shore for over a decade. Her latest journey has been one back to herself and finding fulfillment beyond working in the salon. And she is also the host of an amazing podcast for hairstylists that's called She Makes Waves. She is amazing and I am so excited to be having her here with me today as well as a special guest for my October 11th Beauty Brains and Business event. I'm going to go ahead and let you guys meet Lindsay and I cannot wait for you to hear about her amazing journey. Let's tune on in guys. Okay, guys, so I am here with Miss Lindsay. I told you about her in my intro, but I cannot do justice for her introduction. So I'm going to let her introduce herself. Lindsay, first off, thank you so much for being here. And can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and how long you've been in the industry? Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Uh, I've been in the industry for going on 15 years now and actually even before that when I was 15 I worked at Nevada salon and I was like obsessed with just hairstylists in the industry and you know kind of fast forward to today you know there's been so many seasons to my career that I think that when I look back and I look at like 15 year old Lindsay I think about how you know, I had, I thought my path was going to be so linear and it was going to be like, oh my gosh, well, I know I want to do this from a young age. So I'm going to, I'm going to skip so many of those mistakes and those steps that people take. And, um, you know, life has a funny way of like, when you think you haven't figured out showing you that, you know, your path is never going to be the one you plan. And it actually works out better that way. So for me, I thought I started off at like the salon I was going to be at forever. And I grew there and grew there and you know, became an educator, then became a manager. And I was, you know, like one of the top colorists. And it was like, and it was like very much looking back an external goal. And like, you know, you and I've talked about that on my podcast about how, you know, we can so get caught up in chasing the external validation and the external kind of validation that we get from this industry. And I think this industry can give you so much of that. And I think that you can think it's like building you up, but really it's kind of, I don't know, it can be just such a hollow dream to chase. So I think, you know, in the last number of years, it's just, I've had a studio, I had a partnership and that was another huge disappointment. But what came out of that was this really strong sense of self and this really strong sense of awareness to how I have been showing up in my career and in my life. And there's this quote that says the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And um, that has been very true for my life, looking back at the patterns. And, you know, we can talk more about that, if, you know, about how, you know, like really getting subjective around like, why do I always take this role in friendships and relationships and in partnerships and in my career? Like, why am I always this person? And and I'm the only common denominator in all of these things. So what's come out of it is this strong passion to like help other people have a healthier career because now that I have it, I can really enjoy my career and my life. 
Yes, that is so amazing. And you touched on so many amazing things. Um, I really loved how you said, you know, like, how do I always end up as like this person or like this certain role? And I can totally feel that because I used to be like a major like people pleaser. And I always used to be the girl at the salon, you know, when I was working at blow dry bars and they would say, well, we need, you know, extra help. Let's just ask Jasmine because she always says yes, you know, but uh, that's, that's amazing. And you've been on such a journey and I just love watching you here over on Instagram and just seeing like some of the amazing things that you are, you know, cooking up. And I can't wait to see how that blossoms because you're already like kicking ass and taking names. So I love it. Um, but a question that you kind of mentioned on, you were talking about, you know, how you had a studio and how you, you know, you were a salon manager. So when you started to take your career by the horns what is one thing that you really had to learn about yourself when you were starting out your career I know you said um you know how do you always take on these certain roles but were there any things that um kind of stuck out when you were starting your career that you really kind of had to shift within yourself or just things that you didn't really realize yeah no it actually made me think of something I saw on uh, Kelly Mason's Instagram recently. She's got Limitless Hairdresser. Um, yeah, she's awesome. And she she said it was it was an old post she shared from 2017, and it said there's like there's a way to get lost in what you do, but not lose yourself in what you do. And I think mm -hmm. that that's a very fine line because. I don't want anyone to ever listen to what I'm saying and think that I mean skip the hard work, skip the work ethic. But what I'm what I loved so much about her post was it was there's a way to lose yourself in the moment and to be like so presently in the moment that you're like all in and there's this fine line that I feel like I didn't have I would cross into losing who I was and losing myself in the things that I did and I think that it came from not really knowing myself, not really valuing myself. And mm -hmm. I think that if I could have like kind of infused a little bit of that into my career sooner, I, I mean, I wouldn't be here today, so I don't change it. But it's like, I wish that I, and I think I had to learn that like, no, people are going to value you at the, at the level that you value yourself at. And, Absolutely. and I think that I like similar to you, I would have gotten, I was very, uh, flattered to be the person that was always um, like on deck to do things right and I think now the healthier I've gotten is the less flattered I am by like oh Lindsay will just do it it's like oh god that felt gross that felt gross like why <laughs> would that be the assumption here and and but I think that for so long I think that that in itself could tell you so much about me as a person is like that used to be the thing I hung my hat on like mm -hmm. oh my god like Lindsay's the name that first comes up I'd be like that must mean I'm good instead of just knowing yeah. that inside of myself and being able to be like I'm a really hard worker I wish I had gotten the self-awareness around all of that sooner yeah, I, I totally feel you on that because I know, um, you know, um, I was a little bit younger when I started um, in the field. And for me, I was always in the bridal field. And I know uh, I love to do uh, styled shoots. And styled shoots, they are like more of collaboration work. So sometimes it's unpaid. Um, you know, like people like to talk about the exposure bucks. But um, I remember all of the time when, you know, new professionals, new photographers and planners, they would reach out to me and say, hey, Jasmine, we hear that you're 
you're always interested in doing, you know, free collaborations and all of that. And I used to love when people would reach out to me because I'm like, they're reaching out to me for a reason because like I'm the best and, you know, I'm this and I'm that, and, you know, like boosting my head up. And I realized at a certain point that I needed to um, just create better boundaries for myself. And those boundaries were like non-existent and I was burning out because I was afraid to say no because my thought process was, well, if I tell them no, they're never going to ask me again. You know, like that's how I used to think about it. But really, they respect you more for saying like, oh, well, thank you much. Thank you so much for like thinking of me. But, you know, I can't do that right now just because I have other priorities. But definitely like think about me in the future just to still leave that option open. But I absolutely love that. But uh, my next question. Um, so you were talking about, you know, like skipping the hard work. Um, I know for me, when I decided to finally go solo in my business and start to actually build a career for myself, there were some challenges that I faced when I was going solo and building my business. And most of them were around mindset that I was not prepared for. Um, a lot of people like to say, you know, going into entrepreneurship is like personal development on steroids, which is so true. So for you, when you were, you know, getting serious and, you know, getting solo, when you were starting up your salon or your studio, what were some mindset challenges that you weren't really prepared for that you had to work through on your own? Yeah, I think that is coming up a lot for me recently as I prepare for my course that I'm launching because I feel I went into uh, the independent scenario with the mindset of a commission salon manager or owner. So I think what I ended up doing was like working myself at a pace and thinking like, okay, well, I don't have anyone to do my shampoo, so I'll double book and I'll blow dry shampoo someone while the other one's processing. And, and I don't poo poo that anyone that does that. But what I was doing was I was like, okay, then I can get nine people in. But really, if you look at that chunked out into a day, we're talking about like 16 appointments, little blocks of time. Oh That's an extreme pace to live at, at the, at, for the amount of years that I lived in it. And I think mm -hmm. um, I didn't have any mentors that uh, showed me another way. And I think becoming independent, you know, I mean, like in the last six and a half, seven years has gotten so much more popular. But I think when I struck out on my own, I didn't see a model for where I was going. And I also didn't have the mindset to, to charge the appropriate prices for what I was doing. Even if I had seen someone else, to be honest, doing what I'm doing today, I would not have known how I could have done it. Meaning I would not have had the mindset and the, and the sense of worth and the sense of self to think that it was possible for me. And I think that's kind of why I, I love talking to people is because it's like, if I can do it and I didn't think any of it was possible for me, I know it's possible for other people because I'm not special. Yeah. Yeah, I, I say that all the time. I like to just like I'm I'm very like funny sometimes and I like to say like I'm just a regular schmegular girl, you know, that just decided to go for it. And that is so true. And I love that because even for myself, thinking about when I first got introduced to, you know, mentors and online educators, it was just like a foreign world to me. I was like, what? Like what's going on out here? Like people are like making a career out of something that they love and they're online and they're teaching people and 
one thing, one quote that I always heard was, you know, even if you have, you know, all of the strategy, if your mindset is not in, you know, the place where it needs to be, that strategy is not going to help you. And it was so true that you said, you know, you didn't really see a model of, you know, something that you can kind of look towards. And the same for myself. When I was, you know, building my uh, beauty business for the first time and I was, you know, getting a team together for my bridal business, I really didn't have a model to kind of look up to other than like the people who are around me. And the people that were around me, I really didn't want a business model like that. So I was just kind of like, you know, throwing spaghetti at the wall, like, okay, well, I have a vision of how I want it, but I don't really know how to make that come alive. And I had to do a lot of mindset work around that. So if you were to give someone two tips that would help them evolve their mindset, maybe a different perspective in a way of shifting their thinking um, for somebody that's maybe wanting to go solo or just kind of get serious about their business, what two mindset shifts would you say really helped you evolve in your business to help you get to that success in your business? Well, one, I would say, and I say this a lot, like I always find people that are further down the road than me that I have just like, I'll follow them on Instagram, which is what's so cool about Instagram. I mean, Instagram, I don't even know when it started, but I definitely didn't go into my business uh, as an independent relying on Instagram at all. But as mm -hmm. it's evolved, let's like, you know, like, like I've gotten coaching from so many amazing stylists and, and you, and it, it changes, right? Like the person that helped me with my second studio isn't the person who does my coaching today, but at each juncture in my career, I've never been too proud to ask for help. And I've always wanted to compensate people for their time, but I've been like that, that's what I want. And I think I just trust my gut because I think there are people that are out there that don't necessarily have the heart for wanting to help people. They maybe mm -hmm. want to be an educator because they want to be up here and they want you yeah. to be a little bit below them and they want to like feel, they want to do it for how it's going to make them feel. I feel yeah. like I've really listened to my gut and I've had the people that I've worked with and I've worked with a number of different like coaches, stylists, and they've always been like, I'll show you everything I have, but yeah. I've always compensated them. And I feel like that's something I'm really like, I want people to know that like, I haven't done anything on my own, even though the thing, I feel like I very much am a lone wolf in the sense that I step out and I do things on my own and I kind of, but I, but I always behind the scenes have people that I trust like advisors, like almost being like, okay, so this is what works for you. Okay. So you put a link there. Okay. All right, cool. Like I, I don't like, I, I'm kind of like go my own way, but I also check in a lot with people that I think, um, I, that I've watched be successful and my version of successful. And that's why everyone has to find who that is for them. And for me, I just have really been like that. My gut tells me it's that person. And it's like never wrong. Yeah, that's that's so true. And I I know for me, um, one thing that you said um, for some shifts is asking for help. I am such a little stubborn little person. And I don't know if it was just, you know, me just being embarrassed to ask for help or feeling like, oh, like, why don't you get this? Why don't you understand or something like that? So I know for me, the very first stages of me growing my business, I was afraid to ask for help. I was afraid 
afraid to, you know, reach out because I didn't want somebody to say like, oh, you don't know how to do it. Well, oh, well, you know, like whatever scenarios we're creating in our head. But that is so true. And one thing that I um, love to say is, you know, somebody who is, you know, farther along in their career or farther along in their success, they're never going to make you feel bad for wanting to gain more success or for wanting to, you know, hone down on your skills and just do better and create a better lifestyle for yourself. And you mentioned, you know, whatever your version of success is for yourself, but I want to dive a little bit deeper into that. So when you were trying to figure out what your own personal version of success looked like, were there any uh, like obstacles or any kind of like trial and area periods that you had to kind of figure out, well, okay, well, I thought that I wanted this for success, but I hate that and I need to like switch it up and do something else. So how did you find your own version of success? Yeah, I think as you were talking, like by by getting a life that was not my version of success, by getting, mm-hmm. I learned what success was for me by by doing it in a way that like ultimately like looked really successful, but it wasn't success to me. And so I think, you know, you know, like just to give people a little bit of background, it's like I had like the girl boss partnership. I had the studio. I had the clientele. I mean, I had this demand for my time. I had like this marriage that I got to go on work trips for. And I, you know, it all looked awesome and it checked every box for what society tells us success is. And I had it all, you know, like I really had it all. And at the very same time, realizing that I had nothing. And, Mm -hmm. and what I mean by that is that behind the scenes, behind it. And I mean, the thing is, it's like, it wasn't fake. It just wasn't, it just wasn't what there was so much underlying stuff more than meets the eye that was at play that felt so bad but i didn't even have access to those emotions because i was like i'm doing it right like people and i i know it like people probably saw my life and thought like this is so awesome but Mm -hmm. underneath it was like oh my gosh like the way you are in one area of your life is the way you are everywhere like Everywhere I'm compromising myself, everywhere I'm showing up for other people at my expense, everywhere I, I mean, I'm playing the part, I'm being good, I'm, I'm being the, a good partner, I'm being, I was being good to everyone but myself. And so success ended up being basically internally the opposite of how I had learned to live and learn to feel. And then externally, it did shift things for me, but I would say that so much of the transformation isn't isn't really visible to an untrained eye. Like I'm married to the same person, but I have a different relationship. I do the same career. I ended up ending that business partnership and moving to a studio around the corner. And that visually looks very similar. It's it, but it, it's all it like the underlying feelings, the emotions, the attachments couldn't be different. And so I think, yeah, I first did it the way that I think we're taught to to what we're we're chasing titles or looks or things. And and I didn't intentionally do that. So it's not like I was this like egotistical person. It's just it uh it ends up being like the life of my dreams now. It's in a very different package than the one I thought that I would have but it's, it has the feelings I've wanted. Literally, I feel the exact same. Um, 
I feel the exact same because I remember when my bridal business started to really take off and I started to grow my team and we started to get all these increases and all these bookings and I started seeing like uh, my monthly income just like getting higher and higher and I was like oh snap like I'm really doing this yeah. and what I was accomplishing was amazing to to the outside eye they're like oh my gosh Jasmine your business is thriving you have team members and you have this and you're always getting booked out but I was drained out I was stressed out I my anxiety was like literally like all the way up to my eyes and I was not really taking care of myself because I was such in a grind and I was such in a hustle that I would like wake up get Starbucks get like an energy drink later in the middle of the day and it wasn't healthy and I really had like a, a come to Jesus moment with myself when I was like, okay, you cannot keep, you know, running yourself into the ground just to, you know, reach a certain uh, income number for each month or, you know, book a certain number of clients or brides each month. Like you need to prioritize yourself or none of this is even going to be worth it. So I absolutely love that. And like, I, I totally feel you on that. <laughs> um, so my last question for you um, before I um, see how other people can connect with you online is what are uh, maybe two quick wins that you would give a stylist who is thinking about, you know, getting back serious in their business, or maybe they've been taking their business serious and they just want to advance their career a little bit more. What are two helpful tips? Maybe it can be a tactical or a mindset tip or habit that you would share with them that they can get a quick win from. Yeah, so if it's someone that's been in the industry for a while and they feel like their skills as far as hair color and they're feeling like, they've got that under control because I think that we often like discount ourselves up for how our skill level is. Like, I'm like, people don't come to me because of hair. They come to me because like of me, but yeah. at the same time, people are coming to you because they like the color and the cut that you give them. So if you feel like your skills are up to par there, then I would say like the most transform transformational work is in like personal development. Like maybe you don't even go to a conference, you know, I know it's like COVID right now, but Maybe it's like you pick two people on Instagram to follow. Like I'm a huge Gary Vaynerchuk fan. I'm a huge like Ed Milet fan. I um, love them. I, I follow like a couple hairstylists, but I don't follow a ton of educators because I don't want so many people chirping in my ears. I think you have to find the, the right flow for you. But I think there's so much uh, self-discovery that this that this industry is starting to do and I think that that translates into your business and I think it becomes um, something that like radiates the right people to you and it kind of repels the wrong people and there's people that are in your business that were a great fit for you at 19 that are still in your business like you know that you know like I was thinking about how like you know when I opened my own studio it was really important to me that certain clients could see how hard I was working and it was like I wasn't like legit or doing it right and now like if, if people like I have, like I, I remember just feeling like I had people needed to know how busy I was or how hard I worked. And now I'm like, I work three days, I see four people a day, no, it's going well. Okay. And it's like, there are people that are uncomfortable with what I feel I deserve. And I don't want those people anymore. And I think that we also have to remember that in the shedding process of like who we've been, we are gonna hit, areas in our in our books and in our lives where we're going to get really scared because whenever we're shedding something we're losing something and we know what we're losing but we don't know what we're going to gain and I think 
being like knowing where you want to go and taking the st slow steps to get there and being okay in the discomfort because I don't know if we talk about how uncomfortable this stuff is and and trusting like okay my books are a little less busy right now but I'm showing up as who I am and so I'm repelling people that I'd been keeping because they kept me safe and I think that that's mm -hmm. something that I would want to want people to hear because I I need to hear it sometimes. <laughs> that that's such amazing advice and i feel like the biggest thing that i kind of heard you say out of that was basically you know don't take you know what other people think is best for you like you saying like working like three days um a week which is amazing and you know some people are going to be like oh well you need to open up your books more and you know what about me and you need to you know make sure that you get me in or all of these crazy things but you know once you start you know creating those boundaries for yourself and really um, putting yourself worth first, then you start to really see and rework your schedule around what's going to be best for you and not always trying to, you know, please your clients first, right? Because if you're not happy, then what's the point of it all? But I absolutely love that. But before I go, I really wanted to see what, what kind of new projects are you currently working on? I know you mentioned a course a little bit earlier, but please tell the audience how they can start working with you if they want to connect with you and what you have coming out soon yeah I will, well I love that and I I have a course that I'm launching next Wednesday September 23rd it's going to be open for five days it's called she nets worth and it's so it's a hairstyles guide to going independent so it's everything I've learned everything I do in my business to set it up to be able to like have the life that I now have which I've learned all of this by doing it differently before mm -hmm. so that would be the thing that I'm most passionate about in my business I still love doing hair but because of how I'm doing it I'm able to like share with other people you know the road that that the winding road you can skip that and just kind of start mm -hmm. where I am today um, with some just like just really tangible simple systems and um, and yeah like I still love doing hair and I have a podcast she makes waves and I just finished up finishing up a series with Don Bradley. Um, so check that out, it's really fun. And then I started doing reels. And so I'm hoping to become a real star. Yes. I, I even messaged my uh, coworker. I was like, hey, when do you finish tomorrow? Do you mind if I pop by for a reel? And I'm, I'm having fun doing them. I feel like a little girl who's like, like doing imaginative play or like putting dances together. And I'm like, they're yeah. better with other people. I gotta get together with people. So check my reels out because you haven't seen anything yet i got a lot up my sleeve yes i am definitely behind on the real game i tried to put out one this morning but me i feel like a little like grandma like okay like what's I going know. on I, I texted with uh don bradley i go i've been watching youtube she's like you're hilarious i'm like how do you think i'm learning this stuff but no it's hard oh, but it's fun man. Yeah, well, maybe I need to check out some YouTube videos because yeah. I, I definitely need to polish up on my skills for sure, or I'll check out some of yours. But <laughs> that is amazing, girl. I am super excited for your course. That sounds amazing and sounds like a ton of fun. I will make sure to put your details in the show notes. If you are somebody that's interested in connecting more with Lindsay, you can find all of her details in the link over there. But Lindsay, thank you so much again for taking the time and chatting with me today and just telling so much of your experience that you've had in the industry and how some people can, you know, shorten the curve on their learning experience by, you know, some of the things that you had to go through in your 
your career. So thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you. You're so welcome. Well, I am going to let you guys check out Lindsay in the show notes and we are gonna wrap it up today. Bye guys.